Report. Uh, you are listening to a CITR 101.9 FM broadcasting uh, to you live from the University of British Columbia, Vancouver, from the unceded Musqueam Territory. My name is Ruby Raven. Welcome to the show. We had a little bit of a break for a couple weeks during the summer, and now we're back with the school year. Super exciting. Uh, so going forward, I'm going to be the host, and Lua is going to be sort of co-running it with me from behind the scenes doing a lot of the admin stuff but Lua is very much here uh, and thank you to Sarah for doing it all last year doing such an amazing job um, I'm really excited to take it over for her for a little while so today we have a stacked show um, we have an interview with the cast of fakes uh, which is a new CBC show it's a new Netflix and CBC show uh, and I was lucky enough to interview uh, the three of the leads, as well as the creator, writer, director of the series. We also have two interviews uh, with two of the performers in Improv Fest. The Improv Festival is happening um, all this week, uh, so go check it out. Uh, and I'm also going to be announcing our VIF partnership, and as well as giving the Fringe Festival a little shout out. So um, that's what's happening in today's show. We're going to jump right in to an interview with the cast of Fakes. I'm so excited. Let's hear it. Uh, so welcome to CITR Radio. Uh, I am currently interviewing the cast and creator of Fakes, the new CBC Gem show that uh, premieres on September 1st. With me, I have Emilia uh, Baranak, who plays Zoe, Jennifer Tong, who plays Rebecca, Richard Harmon, who plays Trist, and David Turco, who's a showrunner, creator, writer, and executive producer. Thank you so much for being here, everyone. Hello. Hello. Hi. <laughs> oh, my God. I love the enthusiasm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so right off the bat, um, I want to say I am very excited about the show because, uh, first of all, it looks like a well-written, directed, acted show, just like a good quality show. You're correct. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I haven't seen it yet because it hasn't come out. It comes out on September 1st. Uh, but I have seen the trailer multiple times. And one of my favorite parts is that it seems to have this um, fun sense of irony. Like there's sort of like, I mean, you're breaking the fourth wall constantly. Uh, and it must have been a really fun show to shoot. So I'm wondering, um, like, what was your overall feelings about it before we sort of get into anything else? What What are you most excited for people to to see about this show? Okay, um, well, <laughs> I think that I'm most excited, well, one thing that I am very excited about is for uh, Vancouver audiences to watch because, yeah, it's set in Vancouver, which doesn't actually happen very often, so yeah. um, I'm really excited for Vancouver, Vancouver, because I don't know, I might be biased, but, you know, I think it's a great city, and it's beautiful, and I feel like it's finally time for it to have a spotlight that it deserves um so very excited for audiences to see that and to yeah experience the fun fourth wall breaking perspective of the show it's a really unique storytelling tool um and i think it just adds such a like a like a special element to the series that's awesome um, yeah, I mean, all of don't that. Don't you dare. <laughs> <laughs> something I new. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I don't know. I just feel like we just put such, you know, our hearts and souls into it. And I love the script. I love the story. I care deeply about it. So I'm just, I'm so excited to see people's reactions. Who are they going to attach themselves to? Like, what characters are they going to ship? Or just people's thoughts. On yeah, I'm quite everything. curious about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and if they ship me with anyone, probably. 
Kapo na ba rin? Yeah. David? Uh, oh. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited just um, because something that isn't immediately apparent from the trailer is just we, each episode trades off between perspectives between the two girls, between Zoe and Rebecca. So I'm, I'm really excited to see kind of how audiences respond to that because we have two unreliable narrators at the heart of the show. And uh, I don't know, it's, it's really fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And David, how did you, like, what inspired you to write this? How did you come upon this idea of two teenage girls building a, um, a fake ID empire in Vancouver? Yeah, I mean, I, I really wanted to kind of explore um, just the story of friendship at that age and what, you know, the themes of having your best friend in your early adulthood and kind of how important that person is to you in your life. Um, and then, you know, I, I had this other idea kind of marrying that with um, what it would look like if they if they built this kind of criminal empire and if one of them got away with it and the other one didn't, and then how each of their stories would differ depending on who actually escaped and who didn't and kind of uh, building it out from there, essentially. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And um, so Jennifer and um, Amelia, you guys play best friends. And I'm wondering what initially drew you to these characters. Like what about the, the characters that David created were you drawn to for each of you? Uh, Jennifer, do you want to go first? Yeah. Um, I mean, the role of Rebecca, I, I find so fun, obviously, and like interesting to play. She's a really like fleshed out characters, uh, character with like a lot of charm and charisma, but also, you know, a lot of flaws um, and vulnerabilities. And I think it was really refreshing to also um, have a character uh, be Chinese, but like the story and the plot doesn't revolve around her being Chinese mm-hmm. and, you know, like not learning how to do Kung Fu or uh, running a Chinese restaurant. Like it doesn't have to be about that. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, I just think that it was really refreshing to see and to be able to play a character that, you know, rebels against maybe some norms that are stereotypically put upon Asian women. I think that was really refreshing and really drew me and connected me with Rebecca. That's awesome. And then Amelia, what about you? I felt instantly connected to Zoe. I just, at the beginning of the series at least, I feel like I just understood where she was at in her life. Um, But I really appreciated that Rebecca and Zoe their friendship. Um, I don't know, sometimes you see females pitted against each other a lot of the time and maybe like friendships fall apart because of a guy or something. But, you know, Zoe and Rebecca, their friendship is goes back like way back. Like they've been friends for so long and they just have, it just feels like a real genuine friendship and they truly care about each other. Um, so that was really nice to Explore and Jen was so lovely to work with. I feel like we just connected yeah. instantly. And- it was like going to work with like your best friend. So, so Richard, you were sort of like the villain or anti-hero or or you know you you're maybe not the 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 best most moral character. So. Um, well, what about? I, I would disagree with that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. That's the thing is that you have no idea who I am really because of uh, the way that the story is told. Because it's between the two of their perspectives. Right. Depending on who's telling the story per in that episode, I can come off completely differently. And that was sort of the fun for me. Was sometimes he's bad. Sometimes he's just goofy and silly. Sometimes he's he's whatever they see him as in that moment. And that was kind of fun for me because I'm not really, and he's a bit of a wild card. Yeah. Yeah. He is a wild card for sure. Yes. Do you feel like a wild card, Richard? <laughs> oh, yes. Well, yes. Well, I'm, I'm out there. <laughs> I'm answering that for yes. Yeah. <laughs> I we agree that, uh, yes. You never, you never can expect anything. But every time not expect anything for Richard. Like that's a, that's just such a huge compliment. Yeah, <laughs> I think it is. Yeah, that's, that's okay. <laughs> so, 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 David, what was important to you when casting these three roles? 
like what were you looking for in the actors for, for each of these three roles? Chemistry, without question. It's just like, um, I've said this before, but I think, you know, the, the show lives or dies on the chemistry of Zoe and Rebecca, just because um, these best friends, as Jen said, they've known each other their whole lives. So we really need to believe that as an audience that these, these two uh, characters uh, go that far back. And, um, you know, we saw that right away with um, Jen and Amelia together um, in casting in terms of seeing just how well they got along and just really buying that. So, so Jennifer and Amelia, what, like you said before, it kind of felt like you were going to work with your best friend. What did you learn about each other over the course of working together? Mm. That's a good question. Um, interesting. Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, well, we didn't know each other at all, like before fakes. So, I mean, I think as soon as that first rehearsal where we met in person, yeah, because uh, I kind of like heard about you through like friends, like mutuals and stuff like that. And also like, just like being another actor in the industry in Vancouver, it's like um, sort of small. So kind of heard of you and like, but had no idea of, you know, anything. Um, but when I met you, uh, I was, first of all, I was like, oh, hell yeah. Like this girl is <laughs> Zoe, like everything's gonna fall into place and we're just gonna have, yeah, like a great time. And likewise though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, was like, I was like, oh my God, this is so perfect. Like, like people are gonna love, love her. Um, and people will love her. And yeah, so just like, Working with Amelia, I felt like we just, I don't know, agreed on a lot of different things, but also I feel like we are very different too in terms of people. I find similarly to like Zoe and Rebecca, like it's a good balance. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. I feel like we balance each other <laughs> very, very well. I feel, yeah, like I find you're really like charismatic and I love that about you. So I feel like, you know, you bring that out to me sometimes or at least I tried. <laughs> and like, I think that like sometimes I can get maybe a little too passionate or heated about like, or like, why don't we do this? Or like, let's do this random weird thing. And he was like, <laughs> maybe we just do the thing we're supposed to do. I'm like, hey, yeah, that's You both just sound like Zoe and Rebecca saying that. So I don't know, like, <laughs> David's been secretly observing us yeah. for all our lives. <laughs> and that's where the inspiration came from. And you, you, Jen, you talked a little bit about like, you know, the small acting scene in Vancouver and sort of knowing each other through that. What was your like audition process for this show? All three of you, Richard, Jen, and Amelia. What was what was the audition process like? Amelia, do you want to go first? Richard, why don't you, yeah, yeah, because you have a different kind of story. Oh. Previous relationship with David. Like, <laughs> that, that was my audition process. I've sorry, known, sorry, uh, say that again. I, I, David and I have known each other since the first day of preschool. Oh wow! Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so when so I when I was first writing the character, yeah. Nepotism. You're a nepotism baby. Your your words your words not mine there, but uh, no. When I when I was writing the character, I, I'd always had Richard in mind, and again, a perfect perfect world uh, if the stars aligned, we could get him for it. And um, it, I still don't know how we managed to pull it off, but yes, uh, <laughs> he was. Awesome. It's oh, yeah. been my dream to do it. Like it's been an absolute dream come true, and to have these two along, like I couldn't ask for much more, really. Oh, that's lovely. So, so you didn't like it was just given to you the part, like because it was real. Like, yeah, like it was like we, there was certain things that needed to be, you know, proved, and like certain it's it's like anything. Like Dave could probably speak to it more than I could, but you know, there's certain checks and balances that like you have to go through. Some red tape. Sure yeah, everyone's got to agree first and foremost, <laughs> and I'm I'm glad that they did agree. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um. Well, I was helping a friend, I think, tape for this. And then I was like, what is the show? I need to audition for this. This is so great. And then luckily I got the audition. Um, and then I actually went back home 
to Serbia and I had a call back on my birthday over Zoom, which really? felt really, I don't know, something cosmically aligned. And then, yeah, and then we had our chemistry meet again over Zoom and I felt just instantly connected to Jen and yeah, it all, rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty pretty similar. Um, I mean, yeah, I got the audition request, and me and my agent were both like, "Oh, this one, yeah, we want we want to do this one." It was just like, like so well written, like the story and like the concept and the character was just like all a dream come true. And um, so we, yeah, like I taped for it, and then yeah, my first ever Zoom callback, first ever Zoom chemistry read. Um, when I found out that we were doing chemistry reads through Zoom, I was like, "Yeah, not easy. Not easy, by the way." Yeah, my, my yeah. reaction as well, Jen. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, when I heard that, I just thought over Zoom, the the lag and everything. Yeah, yeah. and also like where to look where, and like yeah. how do you connect with acting is about yeah. connection. How do you yeah. connect with everybody? But I mean, somehow we did it, we did and it. so yeah, like Amelia said, the rest is history. Amazing. And so the show is set in Vancouver. Um, David, how important was it to you that the show was set here? And like, how important was it to you that it was like the backdrop? Uh, it was huge. I mean, that's that's been like the DNA of the show truly since day one. Like when I first started writing the story, I knew I right away um, wanted to set it in Vancouver. You know, I was, I was born and raised here. Um, I went to UBC. Like I, I wanted to have um, as much of Vancouver as we could in the show, just because, you know, it's a city that a lot shoots here, but we don't always really get to play ourselves. So um, yeah, that was kind of a big part of, of the creative process and even in location scouting as well. And the tone of the show is, is so specific. And I feel like when I was watching the trailer, what really stood out to me was the costumes. Um, how important to you or to the actors, what were the costuming to, to the storytelling? We could talk about that for hours. <laughs> <laughs> our, uh, yeah, our, our costume designer, Trish, is a, is a genius. I mean, she, um, we were lucky that we, we had all 10 scripts written when we were in prep. So department heads were able to see where the entire story would go and kind of mm -hmm. plan accordingly. And, um, you know, Trish really approached costumes with character in mind so you actually you know you see you see wardrobes transform over the course of the season as these girls are are growing and changing and um that's huge because you, you always want to leave a character but I, th I think she did a fantastic fantastic job mm -hmm. and then uh amelia and jen what did you what how did you feel about your costuming oh i mean i loved it. <laughs> like everything <laughs> that we wore was just amazing um yeah i don't know trish would just pull out something and <laughs> I think like initially it's like, wait, are you, wait, how is this going to work? But she just had this vision and she just did not hold back. And it was, I, it paid off. Like it was so, so great. And I think, especially because our characters go through such nice arcs, you can also see their journeys through their clothing. Like you can mm -hmm. see Zoe and Rebecca, their transformation happening externally too like a confidence like oh, oh yeah I'm totally gonna, yeah it, it's being a boss yeah yeah, yeah. Exactly. trish was yeah. trish was definitely not afraid to like push the limit and like go there you know it was for me i think of shows like uh gossip girl and pretty little liars where you're like wow like the fashion really is a character on its own yeah. and like really complements the story and so I totally see that with what Trish has brought to the table and like <laughs> like Amelia said sometimes I think we'd be at like at fittings and I'd be trying this thing on and I'm like I don't know Trish I don't know I, <laughs> I just don't know but yeah, she has a vision and like we just had to trust and yeah. I think uh, I mean watching the show I think the costumes look fantastic mm -hmm. and I think people are really gonna like really, really enjoy that aspect of the of the series. Yeah. Oh, I definitely did watching it. I was like, oh, I want that hat. I want that jacket. Yeah. I was literally just watching the trailer. Seriously. <laughs> and there's a lot more where that oh, came so from. Much. <laughs> and then Richard, I would 
when I saw your costuming, and I say this as a compliment, I would describe it as sort of like dirtbag chic. Um, yeah, that's about right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do, do you feel like the costumes like helped you get into character a little bit or like what what was your relationship to that? No, no doubt about it. And I mean, it was uh, similar to, to the relationship just that they had. Not quite the same, a little bit different, but like it's it's a trust. It's a bit of a trust thing with Trish that you just know that that that's just the right move. And it was it was that. And also, I won't take away from having like peroxide bleach blonde hair too, like that. <laughs> As soon as I had that hair, I was like, that, yeah, okay, now I, I know, I'm a completely different, I'm Tris now. Floppy, <laughs> yeah. blonde hair. And uh, yeah, there was some pretty amazing, amazing costumes to go along with that. And yeah, it was a, never had to try too hard to kind of get into character. No. It was sort of just there. Yeah. Right, it was just there on the surface. So where do you think, like, what do you think is the most powerful part of this story? David, do you want to go first? Wow, uh, no one's asked that before actually. Most powerful part of the story. Um, I, I think we, we, in the writing, we tried to lead with, with honesty, just in terms of the characters doing what would feel real and like what a person would do in that situation. Because, you know, what, what Zoe and Rebecca find themselves in as the story goes on and, you know, the stakes get higher and they're kind of in a larger criminal world it is a bit heightened in terms of most teenagers don't go through that, but we did try to approach it from a place of honesty that if you were a 17 year old, you would react in a similar way. You did, you do that sort of thing. So, I mean, I, I think like that kind of groundedness really um, helps the show um, because, you know, we, we have humor, but we also have heart in it. Like it does get, it does get dark and more dramatic and there are slower, sadder moments throughout that we juxtapose with that kind of frenetic um, comedic pacing as well. So mm -hmm. I think it's just kind of finding that balance. And I think that worked. I'm really happy with the end product. I think that worked well. Mm -hmm. And then Richard, what about you? What do you think is the most powerful part of the story? The power of friendship is what it is. <laughs> That's, That's a much better answer. Fuck. <laughs> 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 That's a different answer, David. <laughs> power of friendship and love. That's what it's mm -hmm. about. That's what the whole thing is about. Yeah. I think it's like friendship, also like finding yourself. Yeah. I'm gonna add on. Yeah, okay. <laughs> maybe maybe your answer is a little more mind. You know what? I think it's the power of friendship. Oh. <laughs> well said, Jen. Well said. I just it just came to me. But yeah, friendship and um, you know, grow like coming into your own and and, and finding your own truth and yeah. and there's something about going back and forth between the perspectives and just like, I don't know, this maybe perception of that we put out about mm -hmm. ourselves. Like, I don't, I, don't, I don't know how I would put that into a word. Yeah, perception, perception maybe? Perfect. Okay, yeah. perception. Yeah. Yeah. The one you used Great. Perfect. <laughs> All right, well, um, I am so excited to watch the show. Um, I love uh, drama comedy. Those are my favorite. So um, I'm really excited. Thank you so much for sitting down with me, everyone. You are a very charming, attractive cast. So pat yourselves <laughs> on the back for that. Thank you so much. Yeah, it was it was lovely to meet you. And good luck. I hope to be interviewing again you again for season two. Thank Yay! you so much. <laughs> thank you. Really appreciate Bye, it. Bye, everyone. Yeah. Thank you so much. Enjoy your backyard oasis. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> enjoy your <laughs> espresso machine. Espresso machine. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's mine. Yeah. It's my house. Enjoy that. <laughs> All right. Beautiful home. Beautiful home. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Guys. Bye. Mother, soft as feathers, warm.
Sexual Assault Support Centre, the SASC, is a free and confidential service which provides support to those who experience sexual assault, intimate partner violence and harassment. We provide services to folks of all genders, including students, staff, faculty and those who have a connection to the UBC Vancouver campus. We provide crisis and short-term emotional support, legal, medical and campus-related advocacy and outreach and educational programs. We are located in the Student Nest, room 3130. For more information on our hours of operation and other resources and services, please go to our website, amssasc.ca, or visit our Facebook page, AMS Sexual Assault Support Centre. to the arts report my name is ruby raven you just heard uh, a psa but before that you heard a song called baby or a gun by tammy nielsen on her new album kingmaker and before that you heard an interview with the cast of fakes uh so go check out that show on cbc uh or in on netflix but it's not showing on netflix in canada so if you have a vpn or something you can watch it um on netflix um Next up, we have an interview with Kevin Vidal, uh, who's one half of the comedy duo Soul Decision. Soul Decision will be performing as a part of Improv Fest on Friday, September 16th at 10 p.m. at the Culture Lab and Saturday, September 17th at 9.45 p.m. at the Historic Theater. Uh, So Improv Fest is happening this week. It runs from Tuesday, September 13th to Sunday, September 18th. It's happening all over the city. I went to the kickoff gala last night, and the performers are so good. They're so funny, and they're from all over Canada and the States. There's people from Halifax and New York, and there's uh, there's a, a comedy duo from England who improvise 100% in Shakespeare. They come from the Globe Theatre, and apparently their improv troupe started on a bet. So that was actually really crazy, watching people improvise in Shakespearean English. Um, yeah, so let's jump right into the interview with Kevin. You may hear some interesting background noises. We were in the green room in the basement of the theatre after the show. So uh, enjoy Kevin Vidal. Uh, here we go. All right, hi, Kevin. Hi. Thank you so much for sitting down with me for Arts Report. Yeah, thanks for uh, having me. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. 
Um, so our support will, will air on Wednesday, which is tomorrow. Great. And we just want to promote Improv Fest yeah. and let the people of Vancouver know that the show's going on. Amazing. So the reason why I wanted to interview you is because Carrie Donaldson, the woman who I'm forcing to be my mentor. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and best friend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and best friend. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm only 5% uh, there on my plan, uh, yeah. so hopefully you can put in a good word with me because yeah, yeah. she told me about Soul Decision. Oh, amazing. And I asked her if there were any shows that I should and the first one that she said was your show. Oh, wow, okay. Um, so can you just tell me a little bit about yourself, where you're from? Yeah, uh, so uh, yeah, my, my name's Kevin. Uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah, I'm 50% of, uh, of Soul Decision. Uh, the other half is uh, Christian Smith, um, who is currently in Toronto, who will be here on, on Friday. And uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm originally from Toronto, and uh, I moved out here in 2020, June, June 2020. Ooh. Like at the beginning of the pandemic, yeah. Beautiful times. Beautiful times, yeah. And uh, yeah, I guess uh, uh, yeah, I've been like improvising for ten years, and I met uh, Christian. I want to realize, I think maybe like 2015, 20, 2015? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, and we've kind of been a, like a duo ever since. Yeah. And um, why did you decide to partner with him for improv? Like, what about the two of you gelled? Uh, you know what? Like, we've we've both known of each other, mm-hmm. uh, or we knew of each other for for a while. I had seen him in his sketch troupe. Uh, the riot in Toronto, uh, and I was like such a big fan of of their work. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, there was uh, I was working at Whole Foods at the time, and one of my coworkers was in theater school with him, and so she she knew him, and she knew me, and he knew me. <laughs> so like we all kind of had this like right. there's this kind of like weird like uh, uh, just web Connection, of like yeah. yeah, but we had never actually met face to face for years, and then we were at an audition for Taco Bell. And for Taco Bell. For Taco Bell. Like Taco Bell Canada, uh, or like uh, yeah, or yeah. Taco Bell in <laughs> general. Taco Bell in general, but for sure, yeah, Taco <laughs> Bell Canada. And uh, did you get it? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> did he? Did they? Uh, no. no. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, we we were in the audition in the audition room with like a bunch of other like yeah. improvisers and comedians, and uh, and he he came up to me uh, as I was sitting there and he was like, hey, you're like Kevin. I'm like, yeah, you're you're Christian. Um, and we're both like we both know of each other. We know Ocosia, our mutual, con- uh, our mutual thing. And then uh, the aud- I guess the person running the audition was like, "Oh, you two are going to be paired together." And we're like, "Oh, fun! That's great." Um, I, I like, yeah, we I, like we know each other. Cool. This is this is great. We're just going to go in and do whatever. And they literally just were like, "Hey, can you two just like improvise together?" Mm-hmm. And we're like, "Sure." And so we we went into this room, and it was m- me and him, and then s- uh, someone else. And, uh, and we were just like, yeah, just improvise. And we just like had like a time wow. in this room. Uh, lightning. Uh, yeah, like, li- yeah, full lightning. <laughs> um, and then after that, we were kind of like, hey, do you want to like, or he was like, yeah, he was like, do you want to like, d- like just do improv together? I was like, sure. Um, and then ever since then, we've kind of, uh, yeah, uh, been together. That's a great yeah. story of how comedy partners met. Yeah, like right? Like we were sort of out of, like every couple Every partnership should meet at a Taco Bell uh, <laughs> audition, at, at, yeah, I think. Yeah, or just at a Taco Bell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, to the listener, you may hear piano in the background. That is because we're actually at the um, opening gala for Improv Fest downstairs in the dressing room. Yeah. And there's some sort of other performance happening in a, in a room somewhere else. Yeah. So uh, we're, we're really in it. We're in the grit right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so why did you decide to move to Vancouver from Toronto? Uh, yeah, my uh, my my husband actually got his uh, his psychiatry residence out here at UBC. So uh, it was uh, uh, yeah, it, it just kind of like moved out for him. Mm-hmm. But then also he he kind of like only picked places for his residence that yeah. I could work. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. And Vancouver is like a great place for actors to be. Yeah. Definitely. So uh, uh, so yeah, that that's sort of the the catalyst for the move. Right. Yeah. And how have you felt? Uh, that the Vancouver comedy scene compares to Toronto? Um, it's, you, you know, like, the thing that I've been finding, it, like, it, it is, like, tr- Toronto, they're, like, they're, they're, there's a lot. Yeah. Um, Toronto's just, like, a big city. There's yeah. uh, there's a lot, a lot of people. Um, here is much more, uh, it, it is much smaller, but, uh, uh, th- like, it's, it, 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 like, ev- it feels like everybody just, like, really knows each other. Yeah. You know? Um, which There's is, a community. Yeah, like it, it feels like it, yeah, it feels like everybody's like working together to, to build mm-hmm. this community, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So did your comedy partner, what's his name? Uh, Christian. Christian. Yeah. Did Christian move out to Vancouver too? No, he's still in Toronto. Yeah. 
Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. you said he, he's flying yeah. in. So is in, yeah. this the first time you guys have improvised together since you moved to Vancouver? No. No, because I've, I've, uh, I've gone back to Toronto for work a few times. Mm-hmm. And literally any time I go back, he's yeah. like, let me know. We're, we're going to book some sets. Yeah. Um, so it was like, yeah, so the, when, when, we, when I moved out here in 2020, I think it had been like maybe about a year and a bit. And then things kind of started opening back up in Toronto. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that was the longest I had ever gone from doing any kind of performance. Wow. And me, like, uh, yeah, he was kind of like the first person that I had like stepped back onto stage with um, since uh, like everything had shut down for during the pandemic. So yeah, like we've been, ever since I've gone back, we've, yeah, we've done like quite a few sets. Maybe not quite a few, but like at least like a good good handful. Yeah. Yeah, But he's kind of like, out of like, I'm like, I, 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 I don't improvise a lot, but when I do, I'm like, I've done most of my sets with him. Right. And then even in the last, like, I think like six or seven years, like most of the sets I do, um, are with him. There was like a good period of time where I was like, oh, I think I'm only improvising with Christian right now. <laughs> which is, which is well, really when nice. Works. When it works. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I was like, right. And then again, like stepping on stage with, uh, with people I've never improvised with before. I'm like, oh yeah, I, I, I don't know how to improvise with anybody else. <laughs> I would disagree. I just saw you yeah. improvise with a lot of other people. Oh yeah. I would disagree. Yeah. I would disagree. But, but how would you describe your improv shows with Christian, I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. Christian? Yeah. Yeah, with Christian. How would you uh, describe your improv shows with Christian? Uh, they are very uh, kinetic. Mm. I think that's like, I, we've used that word before um, to describe ourselves. Um, there's like, there's a, like a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of movement. Uh, and it's, uh, I, yeah, I, I don't know if it's like, I don't know if like controlled chaos is kind mm-hmm. of like, and mm-hmm. he's the control. Yeah. I think I'm the chaos. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think that's, yeah. that's, uh, that's kind of, uh, the best way to, to describe, uh, our, our sets. They're, uh, they're very, uh, they're very fluid. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we don't like, we, we don't, yeah, we don't really play in any kind of structure. We kind of just play off of whatever we're feeling in the moment. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it is like a bit reactive to, um, like whatever our environment is, whatever we're feeling in the moment, you know? Um, cause some, yeah, I mean, sometimes we'll have like very slow, you know, long pause sets. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it'll just feel like, you know, like it, Rapid it, it, fire. it yeah, 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 yeah. And, um, why should the people of Vancouver come see your show. What night's your show? Uh, oh boy. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, Friday, Friday and Saturday. This Friday and Saturday. This Friday September and Saturday. 16 and 17. That's right. Why should the people of Vancouver, comedy lovers of Vancouver, come see your show? Uh, I, I, you know, I, I, I don't know if there is, I, I don't know... Like, yeah, I, 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 I hate selling myself. <laughs> um, the... I, I don't know if you'll like see energy like what we bring mm. to stage or to improv. The chemistry? It, the chemistry. Yeah. 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 Come see us for our chemistry. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. You can see thank Soul you. Decision on September 16th and 17th. Yeah. Uh, you can go online and buy tickets okay. <laughs> at the Vancouver Improv Fest website. Thank you so much for sitting down with me. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. The Aboriginal Frontier Society is a culturally safe, peer-designed, non-judgmental place for Aboriginal peoples, their friends and their family in the downtown Eastside. It's an accessible space where Aboriginal folks can experience, learn and participate in traditional Aboriginal culture, teachings and ceremonies as part of their healing journey through life. Right now, they're accepting donations of food and warm clothing, which are needed more than ever as residents of the downtown Eastside face the challenges of COVID-19 and winter weather. If you're able to help, you can drop your donation off at 384 Main Street on weekdays between 9 a.m. and 2 p.m. That is 384 Main Street. To learn more about the Aboriginal Frontier Society and other ways that you can support their work, please visit abfrontdoor.org. Do you love being caffeinated? And do you hate that greedy, soulless, international conglomerates are succeeding in the cutthroat world of coffee? 
Sounds like local coffee roasters Trek Coffee is for you. Trek Coffee is 100% indigenous and military veteran owned and operated. Let's keep small businesses thriving. Stop by Sunshine Convenience on 4th, the Super Value on Commercial, or Grocery Checkout in the Nest to pick up some Trek Coffee today. Tune into Post Rock Friday from 10 to 11 with your host John P for the best in post rock, drone, ambient, experimental, and noise. We're back. Hello, Arts Report. That's what you're listening to. Hope you're having a wonderful evening. Uh, so what you just listened to were some ads and PSAs. Uh, but before that was the interview with Kevin Vidal. Uh, so if you want to see his show uh, during Improv Fest, you can buy tickets at uh, Improv Fest website. Uh, his shows are Friday, September 16th at 10 p.m. at the Culture Lab and Saturday, September 17th at 9.45 p.m. at the Historic Theater. Um, I also did another short interview with Amy Showstack, who's the organizer of Improv Fest, but is also a performer in the festival. Uh, she's one half of the comedy duo R.A. Power, who will be performing Saturday, September 17th at 8 p.m. at the Culture Lab. And if you hear a faint sound in the background, it's because I am playing with a slinky as I do this, because I like to fidget with something. And I found this child-sized slinky, and I'm enjoying it. Anyways, let's listen to Amy's interview with me last night uh, at the Historic Theater after the show. Here we go. Oh. Hello, Amy. Hello, Ruby. Welcome <laughs> to the Arts Report. Thank you for being here with me. My pleasure. I just watched the gala the, um, to Vancouver Improv Fest. Mm -hmm which you organized. Yeah, absolutely. So you're an improviser here in Vancouver. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about how you organize this festival and why you wanted to organize it? Yeah, sure. Um, so uh, years ago, I think the first time I actually, I used to live in Edmonton, and the first time I came to the festival, I think was, whoa, sorry, <laughs> big noise. Um, so the first time I came to the festival was, I think, 2010. And I visited the festival and I was part of the festival ensemble. And it was such a formative experience for me as an improviser because I was so used to performing with the same people all the time and, um, you know, performing for audiences in Edmonton and getting to come somewhere else and actually perform with a group of people from all over the world was like so amazing. And so I, yeah, for, for years I got to come to the festival several years in a row. And then eventually when I moved to Vancouver, um, yeah, I was super lucky to get involved, like helping organize the festival. And so I've been involved since like 2018. And, uh, yeah, I think this festival is really unique because, um, not every festival has like a festival ensemble. So we have all these individual improvisers that come from all over and work together for like five days and get to like kind of bond and put on these shows and I think there's just so much to be learned from that kind of collaboration so yeah that's one of the reasons that I super super love this festival in particular. Wow and you're performing in it as well. Yes. So yes. who are you performing with? Um, I have a show with my duo partner uh, her name is Jolene Ballandine she's from Edmonton and we have a duo called Raw Power mm -hmm. and uh, yeah we've been performing together as a duo since 2015 so but it's been like since, I mean, since the pandemic, we haven't got to do a live show. We did a couple online shows during the pandemic, but this will be like our first time kind of reunited in person. So I'm super excited. That's going to be so fun. Yeah. So why do you do improv? Like, why do you love it? Oh, good question. Um, I feel like it is constantly challenging. I'm never not nervous. I always tell everyone, like, I don't know. I'm nervous before every single show. And I think that means that like I care and there's also still a lot to be explored there. Mm -hmm. So it always keeps me guessing and I never take it for granted. Um, yeah, that I could have a good show or, I mean, that's part of the joy of improv too, is that you have some really great shows. You have some really bad shows in general <laughs> in between is where things live, like in the middle, yeah. but you, you strive for those super good shows and you also need to accept the super bad shows mm. as just part of the process. So mm. yeah, I love Sounds it. Sounds like a great metaphor for life. Oh, Ruby. Yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Totally. Um, what do you think that the Improv Festival offers for Vancouver 
for its arts and culture scene? Hmm. Yeah, I think, um, well, first of all, like returning from the pandemic, it's just so enlivening to be in front of a live crowd again. And like, we'd love to see, yeah, just tons of people out just enjoying like the spontaneity of improv because um, as you know, you know, it is spontaneous theater. And so being there, being in the moment, like we saw tonight, like giving suggestions, taking part in the show, that's like really, really what makes it so wonderful. Um, The community aspect. Yeah, totally. And I think it gives um, audience members a chance to actually influence a show and be involved in a show, um, which you don't get uh, necessarily with other theater or other art forms. Mm -hmm. And how did you start in improv in Edmonton? Um, I started improvising uh, when I was in high school. Uh, with um, actually Rapid Fire Theatre used to run a theatre sports tournament called the Nose Bowl and so I was part of that when I was in grade 12 and I was like super shy I was like a super shy kid and my drama teacher was like you should be on the improv team so she really kind of kicked me in the butt to take part even though I was like so scared and yeah drama teachers like change lives I agree. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I always think about her and just, yeah. I'm like, what if she didn't? I don't know where I'd be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Have you ever told her that? Yes. Totally. Yeah. Her name is Lynette Smith. Shout out to you, Lynette Smith. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure you're listening. (laughs) Yeah, totally. (laughs) So who are the performers like, and where are they from all over the world, right? Oh yeah, totally. We have, um... The School of Night. They're um, two improvisers um, who started improvising, trying to improvise in the style of Shakespeare at Shakespeare's Globe. So they're absolutely amazing. Like I find them just, it blows my mind how they can improvise in iambic pentameter and rhyme and they know everything about Shakespeare and they're just so knowledgeable. So they're coming. Um, We've got some awesome groups from Portland, like Broke Gravy. They're just like so funny and so wonderful. And Velvet Hammer, also from Portland. Um, And what else? Oh, and we've got Hello City coming from Halifax. Um, They're just like a wonderful group. And they they always create a show based on like how people feel about their city, which Mm -hmm. I think is really neat. Um, And then we've got the aforementioned uh, festival ensemble. So people kind of coming from all over. We've got folks from um, Toronto and New York and... Uh, all blended into one so and that's a really cool experience too for Vancouver improvisers because they get to meet people from from out of town as well so yeah we've got folks from all over and it's going to be just a wonderful weekend oh that's so exciting I'm really excited to go to some of the shows this weekend as well and my final question is why should the people of Vancouver come see Improv Fest well you'll never see the same show twice you'll never see the same show again um that's the best thing about improv Mm -hmm. is that you can only experience it once and so by taking that risk buying that ticket you're one of you know 100 people one of 200 people that gets to see a very special performance so yeah i'd highly encourage anyone to check it out amazing well thank you so much for your time amy i'm so excited for everyone to see all of the shows happening this week yeah, yeah. thanks thank you so much that was like such good timing at the end of that um interview Oh, I'm back, by the way. This is not a part of the interview you just listened to. But that was great timing because the show, we were getting the sound from the show in the other theater, and they were applauding right at the end of our interview. So it was just great theatrical timing. Uh, But you just listened to an interview with Amy Shostak, the organizer of Improv Fest. She's also a performer. She will will be performing Saturday, September 17 at 8 p.m. at the Culture Lab. Uh, as a part of her comedy duo, R.A. Power. Once again, Improv Fest runs Tuesday, September 13th to Sunday, September 18th, all over the city. So get your tickets. Uh, Improvisers from all over the world will be there. It's going to be cool. And like Amy just said, it's only, uh, you know, you're only going to see that show once. um, And only the people in that audience are ever going to see that show. So go check it out. All right, now... I'm going to do some shout outs and some exciting announcements. Oh, I've got five minutes. So I'm a fast talker. I think I can get it done. So uh, I just want to give a shout out to the Fringe Festival, Vancouver Fringe Festival, which is running from, uh, it started on September 8th and it ends on September 18th. Uh, It is the largest theater festival in BC. And it's where a lot of young artists are trying out their experimental new shows. Um, So there are 58 theater shows, 30 comedy shows, 10 dance shows, 13 music shows, five spoken word shows, seven workshops and special events, seven um, ASL lower vision friendly shows, 
Um, and they're performing at Arts Umbrella, Carousel Theater, Fringe Online, Granville Island Picnic Pavilion, Leap Creative Studios, Lot 55, Performance Works, Review Stage, and uh, lots of other venues all over the city. Uh, Vancouver is really lucky that they get to that we <laughs> get to host this festival every year. Fringe festivals are really important for uh emerging artists and and for cities to maintain an arts and culture scene so i'm personally really excited to go see some of those shows i'm looking at the website right now and there's there's one uh show title that's catching my eye it's called blueberries or assholes which i don't know that i agree with but i'm willing to hear this person's argument and i think you should also um so yeah go check out the french festival we're lucky to have it uh let's not take it for granted and now I have a special announcement. I'm super excited. Um, so have y'all heard of VIF, Vancouver International Film Festival? CITR Discorder is partnering with them. Uh, we are specifically partnering with a film from Norway called Sick of Myself. So this is a really exciting partnership. Every year, uh, CITR Discorder partners with VIF and we do some promo for it and we we get some press passes and our members get to go and, and see some of the shows uh but what's special about this year is um the arts report uh and two other shows are partnering with a specific film and we're sponsoring this film so um the arts report which is <laughs> this beautiful show you're listening to right now hosted by me ruby raven uh, i also have another show called not my first schmodio which is a comedy show i interview comedians and write sketches uh that show is also partnering with this film as well as take one um th this is a show uh Hosted and produced by Juan Sa, who is also the president of the UBC Film Society. It's a film review show and television review show. Uh, he is, him and his producing partner Navin are huge film buffs, cinephiles. Uh, and so all three of our shows, Art Support, Not My First Shmodio, and Take One, are partnering with Sick of Myself. Sick of Myself is a comedy drama directed by Christopher Brogli. Uh, once again, it's a Norwegian film from Norway. That's where the Norwegian people are from. Uh, unless, I hope I'm not mistaken about that. I'm like 99% sure. But as soon as I said that, I was like, if that's wrong, that's very embarrassing. I think it's right. I think it's right. No, no, no. I'm sure it's right. I'm sure it's right. Uh, so uh, Sick of Myself is about uh, two friends, Singe and Thomas, who are in an unhealthy competitive relationship that takes a vicious turn when Thomas suddenly breaks through as a contemporary artist. In response, Singe makes a desperate attempt to regain her status by creating a new persona, hell-bent on attracting attention and sympathy. So it's satire, it's social commentary, it's drama, it's comedy. Uh, I am so excited to go see this film. Uh, it's It has two showings over the course of the festival. The festival runs from September 29th to October 9th. And the two showings are happening on Wednesday, October 5th at 9.30 p.m. at the Rio Theater and Sunday, October 9th at 9.15 p.m. at the VIF Center uh, downtown. Uh, so, yeah, go see Sick of Myself. It's really awesome because me, Juan, and Navin uh, all got media accreditation. So we are viewing this whole festival as members of the press i'm hoping that i can interview christopher brogley if anyone wants to like tweet him on my behalf that would be great uh but hopefully we can get some interviews lined up with some of the filmmakers and artists who are a part of this festival whether they're costume designers or uh directors or actors we're, we're hoping to really get involved in this year's vancouver international film festival um because some of the some of the films they're showing are so amazing and i'm so excited to see it anyways that is our show my name is ruby raven this is the arts report and tune in not next week but the week after for another episode and some exciting interviews uh one of which with the one of the programming directors of vif so stick around don't stick around <laughs> you'll be sticking around for two weeks come back return in two weeks from now and um, I'm alone in here, no one to talk to, talking to myself, to you, to you. I should go now. Okay, thank you, and have a great evening. Okay, wait, I didn't, I need to queue up Radio DJ, so give me one second. Oh, where did it go? This is, this is troubling. Um, huh, okay. <laughs> la-di-da, la-di-da, la-di.
da la di da oh this is this is interesting la di da la di da la di da la di da okay and here we go god is in the garden devil's in the dirt eve is picking apples adam's blaming her daddy to CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver. If you wanna get real about the cinnamon, I got discipline. Cinematic citizen, critically litigate. Tell me if you top these tenements. I'm that Indian, bitch, Trividian, blood meridian. Off my lithium, bounty limited. They ain't filming it. I'm not innocent. I just wanna know if you caught my drift. Catch my drift, baby, catch my drift. I'm real sweet when I get real pissed. Make me a drink real quick, real stiff. I wanna hit when you pass that split. Catch my drift, baby, catch my drift. I'm real sweet when I get real pissed. Make me a drink real quick, real stiff. I wanna hit when you pass that split. 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 So I'll make this quick Said you'd give But you gave me a fifth My spliff is red I'm a separatist I check on my checks You check on a grift I thought you were bold But bitch I'm miffed I'm moving the belly Of the beast in the rift Age of the coon that, that was a gist Now watch how I fucked up Moving shit Fuck your coony ass conscious shit on CITR 101.9 FM Broadcasting from the Unceded territory Of the Musqueam people At UBC My name is Aliarada Mary And I'm joined by My co-host today Gurman Gill each week on Research Review, we interview a researcher who is affiliated with the UBC community and discuss some of their latest work and findings and how they relate to broader issues in society. So today we would like to welcome Dr. Julia Harton to Research Review on CITR 101.9 FM. Dr. Harton is an assistant professor in the School of Community and Regional Planning at UBC, so thank you for joining us today. 